Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Come, Mistorians, we got fun in store. History and mystery and nerdy conversations galore. Host Austin and Brenda will be your guide, yeah. Get to pop a better come back inside. Got damn secret histories of nerd mysteries galore. Oh, yeah. Hello. Welcome to episode 59 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. I am host Brenda. I'm host Austin. I brought a lot of energy today. Yeah. Um, it's because I finally had a decent cup of coffee today because I had Wendy's breakfast today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wait. talking about... Yeah, wait, it's wait, talking wait. about... Well, yeah. So Wendy's made the good coffee. No. I oh, made the okay. good coffee with oh, my own two hands. Okay. No, the coffee we'll... saga goes beyond the Wendy's. I will explain in a moment. First, I'm going to take a sippy sip of my coffee. How was that ASMR for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> How was that a, a- ASMR? ASMR. Do you like the, do you like that ASMR? Because <laughs> I can do it again. One sec. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's doing it for people. they're like let me just clip this real quick (laughs) let me clip this and put this on what wherever you know back to wendy's (laughs) (laughs) yeah so my friends Mm -hmm. who are still my friends after this Uh oh (laughs) we're like yeah wendy's breakfast is great you should have wendy's breakfast and i am a staunch fan of taco bell breakfast Absolutely am mm. obsessed with Taco Bell breakfast. Mm. The breakfast crunch wrap, mwah, just, mm. Mm, just mm. good, just mm, <laughs> shit. Um, and then their breakfast burritos are also pretty good, and their coffee is warm. That's all I can say about the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'll try Wendy's breakfast and see how that goes. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I roll up to the Wendy's, and I, I order the, the honey butter chicken biscuit okay. okay and a coffee this can't, is, can't mess that up can't mess it up um and i get them and i i i think like the the biscuit was very hard and i think it was supposed to have some kind of sauce on it okay hence the butter okay but there was no sauce so it's just a <laughs> i enjoy you i enjoy you being kind and calling butter a sauce <laughs> um it, it was just a tiny chicken patty Mm. that had been like dunked in honey and was like covered head to toe in like not even honey it was syrup just dunked head to toe in syrup and then put and then put on a crunchy little biscuit and that was oh no and then instead of hash browns Mm -hmm. um they have potato wedges so they have they have other fries yeah, like one Wendy's fries aren't good to begin with, and Whoa, then so okay. then. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. Oh, hold are on we gonna fight about Wendy's yeah, fries? Hold, all right. All right. Hold Austin. on. Hold on. Hold, hold on a second. Wait, Austin, have you ever had a Wendy's fry that was warm? Yes, I've had Wendy's fries that are hot. I've had uh, Wendy's fries out of the fresh out the fryer, melting in the bag. 
that must be an experience because every time I get them, they're always like cold and mushy. Have so you maybe, considered it's your Wendy's? Um, I've been to multiple Wendy's, but I think every Wendy's in my general vicinity on the east side of the state sucks. But also in Grand Rapids, the one on Michigan sucks. So what Wendy's is the good Wendy's? I've never so I've never been to one. I don't go to any fast food establishment on Michigan. Michigan, is Michigan, cursed. Michigan is a street, and it is cursed. It has yeah. everything you could want. There's a Taco Bell there. There's a McDonald's there. There's a Wendy's. There's a KFC. Each one everything. more cursed than the last. Every especially the Taco Bell is especially cursed. The Taco Bell is. It's some sort of... The Taco Bell is not of this world. It traps you. Literally, you get trapped in the drive-thru. <laughs> that you, taco- can't, you can't leave. <laughs> I don't know anyone who knows the hours. I've seen that Taco Bell open at 3 in the morning. I've seen it closed mm-hmm. at 1 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation. It does what it wants when it wants, and it also doesn't serve breakfast. <laughs> so it's dead to me. Because yeah. really all I eat at Taco Bell is breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Wendy's fries are yeah. pretty, pretty The wedges good. come out absolutely, mm. like, um, scorching hot. Just, like, mm. blazing hot potato chunk. Mm. Mushy potato chunk. Oh, And then okay. the flavor is um, pepper. That's the flavor. <laughs> Lots of pepper. That's also the flavor of the sausage patty, because I was with my mom, and she had the, the like, you know, regular old breakfast Sammy sausage, yeah. Another egg, one. cheese. You can't, you can't, you can't mess it up. You can't fuck it up. Even Jimmy Dean has this figured out. Woo! You can get these. Oh these, my god. Yeah, but like, <laughs> Princess said, "Wendy, like, you ain't shit." Yeah, no, I like bit into it, and it was like kind of cold. And like when sausage is a little cold, it's like, and then like the flavor hit me. Pepper, just pepper, black pepper. That's it. And I like I literally spit it out in a napkin. I was like, yeah. "Wow, gross!" Oh, it was so bad. And then the coffee was cold. Wow. I just, you know, I wanted just like a warm morning pick me up of a mm, hot mm, beverage mm-hmm. to like fill me with just some life. And it was cold. Damn. And so then we did the errands and then the Wendy's at the, or not the Wendy's, the Starbucks at the mall was closed. The Starbucks outside the mall had a long line. Then we went to the Big B. That the Big B was like, we don't have iced coffee. And like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. And then I was like, okay, I'll get a, I'll get a mocha, I guess, because I still wanted hot beverage. And so I got mocha and um, gross. And so now I'm, I went home. Mm-hmm. I got home like literally a half hour ago and I made myself. It's now one in the afternoon and I finally have my warm, wonderful cup of coffee that I made myself. You've just been going through it today. It was like weirdly stressful. <laughs> like I just wanted a coffee. I'm very into my breakfast rituals. This, it just feels like, I don't, I think of the song Institutionalized when only one it was a Pepsi and you're like, I just want a coffee. <laughs> and you're like uh, yeah. having a mental breakdown as yeah. everyone offers you literally everything except what you want. That's like my worry whenever I go somewhere, like, can I have my morning coffee? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think it's the caffeine. I just need to be able to sit and drink something hot. <laughs> so like when I was in Grand Rapids last week, I was like ordering coffee to- mm-hmm. The housework was wild, because I was also too shy to ask if I could use the coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> You've hope... seen me in your house. You know how weird I am in people's yeah, I, houses. I hope they hear this and they text you like, "You can use the." I'm gonna put a sign that says, "Brenda, please use the coffee maker." Next time. <laughs> oh, Angel sleeping on the back of the couch. 
towels on a dirty towel. That's his towel now. Uh, he loves dirty towels. He's so gross. <laughs> yeah. So that was my morning. That was my nerd news. Oh, but we got Cinnabon Cinnabons. That's, so that's good, man. I I hope so. Right now, I don't know what I want. I think I also want a Lacroix right now. I don't know. It's it's one of those days. Very into my breakfast routine. Anyone who work has worked with me in a capacity knows if I don't have my breakfast, I just fall apart slowly. It's just over. I I need breakfast. Gotta have it. Gotta want it. Gotta have my pops. If pops are one piece of toast and a yogurt and coffee. Wait. I need I need you to back up. You gotta have your pops like a pop tart. What? No, that's like the that's pops is like you know sugar sugar pops like the cereal pop cereal like the little yellow little yellow ball pops. I gotta have gotta have my pops. The frog? You, no, those no. are sugar smacks. No, it okay. was just it yellow box, big yellow box. Nope. Search pop cereal. I got in my head. I got I got sugar. I got the frog. I got uh. Is, is it kicks trick not tricks kicks no kicks the yellow not bar? kick no it's pops google pop cereal I, mm, corn pops corn. kellogg's corn pops clack 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 <laughs> more asthma more asthma for everyone <laughs> oh okay have you never this was you, gotta have my pop everyone people know what i'm talking about right <laughs> You look, you look out into people's fucking cell phone receiver like, you know what I mean. <laughs> you, you know, right? This is like when I was like doing my other podcast, Fictionality, a, a podcast, a nerdy podcast for things that are good. Um, <laughs> and I mentioned Hauntable Boyfriend and everyone was like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, see, I know Like, I one. was the freak for knowing about the pigeon dating sim. I mean, I mean, like, I don't, I just don't know about. Okay, so like, I like uh oops all berries and i like some yes. toast crunch and that's kind of it the joke was i said gotta have my pops but pops in my case means a piece of toast and a yogurt and oh, a coffee okay. i don't eat pops every day oh, okay. no my all favorite right. cereal frosted flakes or rice krispies or lucky charms you would like tell me to take it i of course i do have you seen him God. yeah of course you you freak you <laughs> You, you, you <laughs> sinful creature! You. <laughs> we gotta get started. We gotta on the get news. Start. Hey, uh, so so we all know they're making an Ironheart show. Yes. Um, I don't. Austin, who's Ironheart? Oh, uh, Ironheart is Ruby Williams in Marvel Comics. Um. She, you, we first meet her uh, when Tony Stark dies. He dies in Civil War Two. Civil War Two. Civil War Two. Tony Stark <laughs> dies. Civil War Two is mostly garbage. The good things we mostly. get from it is the epilogue issue was cool, and we mm-hmm. get Riri Williams Ironheart. Those, that's it. Like so, yep. and to be fair, it is worth it to get her. <laughs> I yeah, I, I will take my medicine. Um, She's another character created by um, Brian Michael Bendy. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendy really likes, like, I gotta hand it to him. He's a white guy. That makes pretty good starts for characters of color. I don't think he yeah. should keep, like, make, like, he probably shouldn't stay there after he makes them. But I do like that he's like, I can do, he's like a dude who can do, like, whatever the fuck he wants. And he will get his paycheck. Yeah. And I do like that he's like, I'm gonna make a bunch of fucking black kids and you can't stop me. <laughs> 
And um, the character he created after, yeah, he created after this, he also did with David David Walker, I believe. Yes. Which was Naomi for DC. So he did team up with, like, a black writer for that one, and he hasn't. He's kind of stepped back since then, so I think he kind of was like, "All right, I gotta <laughs> yeah, go back to my lane." Goodbye. You, kids get, you get it. You you got it. <laughs> All right, we got okay. My job's here's done. Bye. Uh, Ruby Williams is a uh, you know, another genius intellectual character at Marvel. She's the is it third or fourth smartest person? I think she's okay. So Devil Dinosaur is what or uh, not not no, Devil, Devil Dinosaur, Dinosaur Moon, Girl. Moon Girl. Moon Girl is the Girl is one. And then it's Tony. Yeah. And then it's And then Reed? it's Riri. Is Re- it oh, Reed, yeah. I think it's Reed and Wait. then Riri. List of Anyway, she's a super she's super smart. Um she I for she comes upon like a Tony Stark AI that is essentially Tony Stark's soul because comics, like it's like Tony uploaded his whole brain into this computer thing. And that's her, her virtual assistant is Tony instead of it being Jarvis. And she goes on to make an Iron Man suit and becomes Ironheart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she has a Disney Plus show that we've known about for a while. I don't think we have any kind of release window on it yet. The If we yeah. do, it's just generically next year, like a lot of the other obvious Young Avenger shows they're making. <laughs> um, but... We have found out that we will first meet her in Black Panther Wakanda Forever before her show premieres. Yeah, which um, is currently in production. Yeah, which is wild. Uh, Kevin Feige was on press tour for Shang-Chi. Uh, this thing was this week. He talked about an interview and he said, like, the actress playing Ray Williams that I have pulled up right here. Here's more click clacks as I <laughs> pull it back up because I closed it. Um, boop, boop, boop. Dominique Thorne is playing mm-hmm. Rumi Williams, uh, and she will be first in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She started filming on Wakanda Forever this week, so we don't know more other than that she'll be in the movie, and it sounds like she'll be in the movie more than just a quick cameo, as like she is, like it, it was mentioned, like she's on set, like starting this week, so that sounds like she'll be in a bit of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. If I have to guess, it'll probably tie into that Wakanda, like, scholarship program hoopla they started at the end of the first Black Panther. Hoopla! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hoopla! I, I, I'm just hoping they uh, they get into it, because it'll be interesting, because we can kind of infer, like, Shuri will have a more prominent role in this movie mm-hmm. with real-world events, and I, I'm just hoping they get into it, because Ryu Williams is, like, not- she's, like- She's a genius. She is not like uh, other Marvel geniuses. She isn't like super rich. She hasn't like yeah invented a car that turns you into a tiger or some shit. Like she's just like a genius kid in one of the boroughs of New York. I don't remember which one. Or she's Chicago. I think she Chicago. She's she in, Chicago. in Chicago. Um, she's in Chicago. So she's away from like the epicenter of Marvel world, where like people get billions of dollars just for being smart. Um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really see her giving Shuri the business about her glorified honor roll program. Yeah. Uh, cause that's like, that is one of the critiques that I had from Black Panther was like, they started this program like, yeah, but programs like that, like never really do anything. <laughs> they, no. all they do is give like two kids a year, a scholarship to college. And they're like, we've done something. It may not be that we, we haven't seen 
what they mean for it to be, but, like, in the real world, when, you know, philanthropists countries, like, start stuff like that, it's like, this one kid has earned enough good boy points to <laughs> no longer live in poverty like everyone else. <laughs> wow, there's hundreds upon thousands of kids who also need help. Oh, oh we helped mm-hmm. one kid. Hey, I got that kid. Uh... Maybe if you keep getting good boy points, you can also be the one. <laughs> <laughs> so... So it's exciting, and I mean, I'm glad to be getting Riri a little bit sooner than anticipated. Yeah. The other news is an update on Jeopardy. Uh, Michael Mm -hmm. Richards is not going to be the host and is leaving Jeopardy entirely, it seems. There was literally, as of this, like, 20 minutes before recording, I think. Yeah, uh, so I haven't had a chance to read the article. Is he stepping down from his executive producer position as well? It's, he said it was affect the so we got memos from Sony um not not me personally I, we don't have that <laughs> we do not have that clout yet uh people we're not that close to Sony people who do have that clout <laughs> have shared these memos that he was stepping on effective immediately as is his role in Jeopardy he mentioned specifically he no longer would be the host and so stepping on effective immediately sounds like also executive producer to me good um, better be. I have not seen any sort of longer in-depth reporting on it from people with like more than just the memos, but it mm-hmm. the memos came out and it seems like Sony probably gave them to some of these reporters to get the word out because I it they were going to lose Jeopardy. There's just like no way they the it shouldn't have gotten to the point it did, but once no. it reached that point and the public was like, "I'm not going to watch Jeopardy." I mean, that is what companies understand. They're like, "Whoa." Hey, Mike, you're out. <laughs> you can either quit or we can fire you. Someone was like, I can't believe it got this far. And it's just like, it could get pretty far when like, the person making the decisions is also the person who did the bad thing. Yeah. So. And then he has a history. And the whole, the whole thing that came out is like, he has a history of this. There was more that came out about him from like 2016, 2017, 2018. Apparently he was on a podcast, like mm-hmm. fat shaming and doing a lot of sexism stuff towards his co-host. Uh, so he is like, not only was there the closed door accusations and court cases, there was stuff going on that like you could listen to on on a podcast he was on. Yeah, now there's like these sound clips can be like circulated so everyone can hear them publicly. So there's no being like, oh well, she was just overreacting. Yeah, or the court, we don't know the he court said that stuff. Not guilty or whatever. Yeah, you know. Uh, there's yeah. like he said, you know, I'm not gonna repeat them like these terrible things. In a recorded format, and they still exist in the internet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can try to take it down, but I assure you, someone has yeah, sound clipped that to death. As soon, as soon as it was, like, reported about, I'm like, oh, well, someone has this file saved. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's over, so. so. So he's stepping down. Thankful for that. We don't know what Jeopardy will do. Um, I saw yeah, some people I'm... saying that they're going to do some more guest hosts. I saw some people saying there is... There is technically a, like, second host they had, so it may mm-hmm. just be her, which... Also, uh, she's not great. She's not great either. Uh, it's, um, and I'm sorry, I don't know how to say her name. Mayam Bialik. Um, she is mm. from Big Bang Theory. She played someone on there. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you care know the to one. say. She's on there. Um, she has, like, just some anti-vax stuff and, like, other unsavory things, yes. which aren't super great, but... I don't know if they'll just, like, bump her up to, like, regular host. I hope they do more guest hosts to kind of buy some more time and maybe, like, 
get in talks with LeVar Burton. The entirety um, of the internet is like, so LeVar Burton, right? <laughs> LeVar Burton, right? <laughs> if nothing else, give um, him a stint that's not a week during the Olympics. Yeah, give him, yeah, during the Olympics. Like, even if we weren't watching the Olympics, I think yeah. probably most people who watch Jeopardy were watching the Olympics, yeah. so... Yeah, but, you know, I'm glad that, like, they didn't just assign LeVar Burton as the host with um, Mike Richards as the executive producer still, because that would have been a very unhealthy, very dangerous environment for yeah. him, so. So. We'll see how this shakes out. Yeah, thankfully, Mike's out of there, and hopefully, you know, it pans out well for any victims involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think that's it for news. It's yes. all the news in the world. There's no more news. It's, that's it forever. <laughs> that's that is... it. That's it. No, nothing else is happening right now. And, uh, well, you have a good night, sports now. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to the movies. Yes. Um, this is also the week that we debuted our um, new Let's Go to the Movies theme song, oh, yeah. which I'm either going to put at the beginning or right now. So either way. Pause. How did you enjoy it, everybody? Hey, Pokemon Legends looks great. Oh, yeah, nerd news. One second. Pokemon Legends ama- looks amazing. I'm super stoked. I can't wait. I watched the... I was, like, re-watching the directs, and we went through the Legends part, and my partner was, like, on the phone with her mom. It was like, Mom, one second. Like, to me, she's like, we're getting that game right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love Anna so much. Uh, so, it, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Um, yeah finally a fresh take on a franchise that is 16 years old it's like i'm fine with playing the same game over and over again but um but it's gonna be cool to like have like extra options and i kind of like that they paired it with my least favorite gen Mm -hmm. because i don't like gen 4 i don't like diamond and pearl i'm not getting the diamond and pearl remake i'm not either i what i didn't realize Um, is this region for legends is what becomes Sinnoh yeah so um, i didn't realize that was like the other idea behind the pairing which makes sense because i forgot Sinnoh was also like japan yeah and Sinnoh was like old 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 japan and like a big part of diamond and pearl was like unraveling like the these old old legends in the area Mm -hmm. which ties back to like oh we mentioned these in this like older game and now we're kind of like elaborating and showing you some of these things mm. although i'm gonna assume they're not gonna adapt the one where you get to marry pokemon because <laughs> <laughs> that was in diamond and Pearl, not in our version but in the japanese version like you read like this little book in the library and it's just like oh people in pokemon just used to be like on the same level and it was like oh <laughs> what <laughs> but legends looks absolutely incredible um i still don't you know i did watch the part of the 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 the, 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 the direct yes where they talked about shining diamond and pearlescent pearl or whatever the fuck <laughs> um and i just can't get you know i think we've just evolved beyond the chibi design it's really maybe. weird because they keep they like keep pushing it with legends and Legends mm-hmm. is like this cool, almost paintbrushy style. Yeah, Okami kind of yeah, vibes like to it, it feels yeah. very like flowy and beautiful. And then the remakes look like that. <laughs> yeah, the remakes are just like you like go from like wow like these beautiful like three D model, and then it like cuts to like the the chibi models from like Diamond and Pearl. It's and they're fucking just like, oh, Keanu Reeves like short kid meme. Yes, that's what it's like. And they 
it was weird. In the direct, they kept showing, like, the first gym leader, the rock guy. Mm-hmm. They just kept showing him, like, in his battle model. I was like, is this all we have? Are you... Is the game not done? Can you just <laughs> stop show- showing me this guy? Like, why do you keep cutting to this guy? Like, what... What, was, what are you doing? I am so enthused for Legends. I will be very busy mm-hmm. January 28th. Uh, yes. I'm so excited to not just have Catch Pokemon Fight Gym, Catch Pokemon Fight Gym. Yeah, they changed the mechanics. I noticed it's re- it looks really cool. I'm very stoked. Yeah. It's very immersive. It's super cool. Um, the wild zone of Sword and Pearl walked so this could run. Yeah. Like, this is uh, very much so. They're like, hey, watch out, Pokemon will fucking kill you. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be just absolutely like chased down and, and just murdered by an Ursaring. Oh, what? Oh, just, ignore that. <laughs> oh, just don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the movie. Oh, wait, really quick before we go to the movies. Austin, yeah. our that little video we did on YouTube mm-hmm. about the previous Pokemon Direct, yeah. that, that little cool thing we did, it is just very disliked (laughs) like it has like 10 likes a couple comments which are all positive and nice like someone was like oh i'd like you to make more like this i was like thanks and it was a stranger not a friend so that's cool yeah um but i looked at the dislikes and there's just like a hundred dislikes and i was like that's good thing that one's not monetized so it doesn't matter but it's just like everyone hates it All right, to the movies we go. All right, we're at the movies now. Um, so what I've noticed, and one, we missed to the movies last month. Oh, we did, didn't um, we? Well, because we took two weeks off. Yeah, last month was you're you're all fine. Yeah, everything's okay. But anyways, um, so we we didn't do go to the movies last month, and I think if we had done it last month, it would have been like Space Jam and Black Widow. Yeah. The problem now is that movies are coming out again, and it's like a little harder to keep up because yes. we were doing like just whatever we wanted or like old movie, new movie, like whatever. But now movies are here again and it's a lot. So I feel like I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen Black Widow. I've seen Jungle Cruise. I've seen uh, mm-hmm. Space Jam 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brain just broke down there. Space Jam 2. Um... I've seen more than this. Luca. Yep, yep. You did. Uh, oh, there's one I'm forgetting. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, movies are coming out again. They are. Um, what movie do we want to start with today? Uh, I mean, I think we'll start with Space Jam Two: A New Legacy. Austin, I found this. You can't see this. I I'm gonna drop this on the counter. Yeah, it's. Do you hear that? Yeah. Um, I found, as I was going through my Jurassic Park dinosaurs, uh-huh. um, because I have a lot of them, I found uh, my Space Jam coin. Your Space Jam coin? Yeah, from when they released, the, I want to say it was the VHS, when they released the original VHS of Space Jam, they put a coin in it, and I found it. What? Is- and one, okay, so one side, it's like about the size of a, um, 50 cent coin. Remember those? Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> then remember it's got- that, <laughs> Then it's got a uh, Space Jam logo, very small at the top. It's got uh, Michael Jordan and Taz and Tweety and Bugs on one side. And then on the other side, it's got um, Danny DeVito and <laughs> uh, two of the Monstars. And the, the metal's like kind of a little gunky, mm-hmm. but it's still in good shape. Um, 
Yeah, so we're going to talk about Space Jam 2, which we have finally seen after such a long wait. After so many years of prophecy was fulfilled. So my first thing, yeah. the first the thing <laughs> I gotta fucking say about Space Jam Legacy, this is, okay, this is very important. So, yes. okay, so in this setting, we have the Warner Brothers serververse. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the serververse mm-hmm. is all the stuff they've made. In the serververse, we see the aliens that are the Monstars confirming that in this setting the first space jam is a pure fictional movie that's fine okay i'm you're you're with me (laughs) so during this movie at one point they have to play basketball duh yes lebron james tries to get the looney tunes to not be the looney tunes essentially he wants them to play like your grandpa's basketball like old-fashioned basketball basketball just basketball you cannot you can warner brothers you cannot fucking convince me that LeBron James, age 36, in this setting, <laughs> has not seen the first Space Jam movie. Yeah, so if the space, if the Monsters exists in the serververse, then Space Jam 2 was a, or Space Jam 1 was a movie? Yes. That, that's what's unclear. It's like, was it a movie or was it something that really happened? Because if it really if happened, it really ha- he, like, everyone in the world has to, like, the world is different if it really happened. Period. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was, like, no comment about, like, how, like, oh, well, we moved the Looney Tunes from the center of the Earth to <laughs> the serververse. <laughs> so it's fake, right? Like, it's, it's, Which, it's fictional. Yeah. But he ha- he's seen the movie. Yeah, right? Like, he, there's no Because there's way. a whole joke. There's a joke about Michael Jordan. Yes. Which oh. only works if Space Jam happens. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It the them them like wanting it to be a sequel, wanting the first Space Jam to not exist, and like what and but also like Lola Bunny's in it, and Bugs is like she's the best basketball player alive, which only works if Space Jam One exists. Exists if Space Jam One happened, and Lola, who was created to only play bass, I think she makes a comment about that where she's just like, "It's what I do," and it's yeah. like she made for basketball she was created like, for a basketball film that is like like every looney tune has like a thing and her thing is basketball because that is what she was created to do yeah she was created to basketball and be hot <laughs> she does both the whole movie just she does both with a plumb uh <laughs> you the other the so one of the really good bits is the looney tunes are all like disbanded and so they're in different mm-hmm. parts of the serververse, like living out their lives. Yeah. Um, and it's that's pretty. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it's like a gotta get the band back together, mm-hmm. which I think is that always gets me. I, like whenever there's a plot where it's like we gotta go get people to get back together, I'm always just like get the band back together. I'm a sucker for <laughs> it every time. The the funny thing is like LeBron LeBron James loves Bugs Bunny. That's mm-hmm. like. It's like the movie starts and he's playing like a Bugs Bunny video game and then yeah. someone's like, get your head out your ass, kid, and throw and like throws his Game Boy away? He uh. throws it like, okay, so he gets the Game Boy from a friend. Friend's like, I don't need this. He gets the um, Yeah, his friend's like the I got the, his friend's like I got the new one, which you I guess you're assuming is the color. I don't know if the color was actually yeah. out by then, but Yeah, and like the, the the Bugs Bunny game he's playing is a real game. That's like Bugs Bunny's like wacky castles yeah. or something. I don't know. It's a real game. I've played it. Um but yeah, he just like plays Bugs Bunny game, doesn't pay attention to the basketball game. His coach is just like, if you if you don't give it 110%, you die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he, take, he takes the game one. I'm like, I don't know if that's fully his game. Wait a second. Yeah, it's like your friend just got like gave that to you. Like you should at least like keep it. 
or sell it and, and or so something. Get, it's established that he loves Bugs Bunny. He meets Bugs, he Bunny, loves Bugs Bunny in the serververse. Uh, then he's like, Bugs, you gotta help me make a basketball team. And the thing, I, I enjoy that they made LeBron James a fucking nerd in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, I wanna, he's like, I gotta, I should get uh, Superman and then the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant can meet his hero. <laughs> and then it clicked, yes, it, it like, clicked that's for good. me, but I was like, the Iron Giant could meet his hero. They own both of them, huh? Yeah, it'd be like, okay, that was like a whole big thing in Iron Giant. And they could do that because they own both. That's <laughs> so, wild. It, um, it was also like. Yeah. DC parading how much they own, and you're like, you know, Disney owns a lot, but Warner Warner Brothers also owns a lot, huh? It's like, oh, these two companies own almost just as much stuff. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so what I thought was cool about like jumping around the worlds, the first world is like the DC world, which like specifically uses the animation style of the Superman animated series, yes. and then a little bit of the Batman animated yes. series. And you see Batman the animated series get like brought up a lot and like people talk about it all the time but people really don't talk about superman the animated Mm -hmm. series so for me it was like which is it's really good watch it 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 felt really nice to see like those character models like because jimmy's there lois is there Mm -hmm. superman's there to see those characters in action again that was really nice i liked that yeah like daffy's there and (laughs) fucks stuff up and it's looney tunes like what can i say (laughs) uh at some Uh. also in the other thing in this world um is don Cheadle must not exist yeah don Cheadle just wiped off the face is not he does not exist not here because they never because like i was waiting for because lebron james talking to this algae rhythm (laughs) (laughs) like lebron james is like talking to algae rhythm and i'm like waiting for like a you look like don like some kind of joking but they don't do it like okay Don Cheadle doesn't exist because like Don Cheadle and LeBron James yeah. know each other in the real world. So just he's not he does not live here. Not not here. Yeah. This AI built himself in the image of Don Cheadle <laughs> because it's peak human performance. <laughs> it's a- also Don Cheadle's perfect for this part. Don Cheadle was very good in this movie. <laughs> so good. He's like chaotic and like too happy. And then he's angie And it's just like, Wow. This man is talented. Don Cheadle has a calm but... fury that that would stress me out. Yes, yes. He, he's all like, whenever you see him, he's always like very calm in that way that like is calling you out for not being calm. Like, I can see your agitated right now, and you're like, yes, I am clearly yeah. agitated. He's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry that you're. Getting... Please stop talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like wearing like all of these like really flashy outfits, and it's just it's great. It's that very was good. great. Yeah, it was like it's hard to follow up Danny DeVito as a villain. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I I think he nailed it. I think what I enjoyed is like yeah. So so like all right. So you you might be wondering what's the plot of Space Jam: New Legacy? Um, LeBron James is LeBron James, and his family is his. It's not like his real family, but these are like his. It's his his family. They're not play themselves, but it is like his mm-hmm. family. Uh, his one kid wants to go to E three camp. Uh, this Which movie, is a this, thing? This movie really loved using brand names, like, a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is just... You know, and I can't be mad at it, because Space Jam 1 was also commercialism. Yes. Like, Every, oh, inherent. Okay. Yeah. Can, like, we want to talk about that for a second? Oh, the first Space Jam, where, like, what's-his-face, like, walks in, and he's just like, grab your Wheaties, get your Nikes, <laughs> like, get out the... Go, you know, we're gonna get some Cheez-Its, or Pepsi, or Coke, or whichever one of them 
sponsor this movie yeah, yet. Like, no. People, so people called new. Space Jam New Legacy a cash grab. And the people calling ah! it... Yeah, exactly. That, exactly, Brenda. People calling it a cash grab, I'm like, okay, so we weren't old enough to be, like, intaking news for the first Space Jam. The first Space Jam is nothing but a hour and a half commercial cash grab. Yeah, I think the original Space Jam is worse than this. Oh, like, this absolutely. one's bad. <laughs> this one's bad, but I think the first one is, like, worse in a lot of ways, just, like, how products are, like, presented and, like, it's just a long, long commercial for basketball and Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes there's, and shoes. I swear there's multiple points where they, like, look at the camera with the products. Yeah. Um. So it's, you know, you can say that, like, Space Jam 2 is, like, full, like, very commercialized, but you also have to acknowledge that Space Jam 1 was very commercialized, too. Space Jam 1 was not made really with an intent to be a good movie. It's a very long ad. It's a concept that spun out of ads. <laughs> and if you want to know more about that, what, listen to our episode on Space Jam. We did a whole episode on Space Jam. But yeah, it's like Space Jam 1 is just like, Michael Jordan's popular, but he's been mm-hmm. out for a while because he, because Michael Jordan left basketball and like a lot of public life and his dad passed away, which is totally fair. Mm-hmm. Totally valid. Yeah. Michael Jordan's trying to like get back out there. The Looney Tunes are a lot like this movie, not like Everyone knows the Looney Tunes, but they aren't, like, popular at this point. Yeah. And I'd say in this point in the real world, like, I don't think they're as unpopular as they were for the first Space Jam. But again, they're like, you know them, but they're not, like, they're they're not at their peak. And I don't think they'll ever be at their peak again. So, like, it's always no. valid to say that. Um, And so it was very much, like, these two things that are well-known, these two brands, like, Michael Jordan is, like, the person and the brand, like, the brand that is Michael Jordan. And the brand that mm-hmm. is Looney Tunes is like, well, we could probably get people to show up, which is all they really needed for this first. It was like, we don't want people yeah. to show up and pay for a ticket. We don't really care what happens after that. They animated it in six months. Like, that's... <laughs> this was not a, like, labor of love. They made a bunny that was fuckable. That They were like, we need to get butts <laughs> in seats. Yeah, so... You know, I love Space Jam 1. Don't get me Same. wrong. It's a, I love for, like, how much of a mess it is. Like, it shouldn't exist, and yet it does. And I think, like, that period was when the closest the Looney Tunes have been to being big again. Yes. They did get pretty big for a hot second there. But, you know, like, kind of keeping up that relevancy now is really hard. And I think they kind of missed the window for when everyone was really hyped about Space Jam. And they really didn't pay attention to, like, what the people who were hyped about Space Jam wanted. If we wanted it. We want Skate Jam. God, I want (laughs) Skate Jam. That's what we wanted. I still want Skate Jam. Like, I know Space Jam 2. I I know Space Jam 2 underperformed. But now is the perfect time to bring back Skate Jam starring Tony Hawk. You know, like, he, there's some tricks he can't do anymore. It's He's getting older. Right? That could be, like, a plot of it. Like, the Looney Tunes are old. Tony Hawk is old. Um, I don't know what the villain of Skate Jam would be. It's gotta be fucking, like, uh, the, the, I don't know, like, oh, God. What's, the man. No, what's his name? What's his fucking name? He has red hair. Gerard Way. His, <laughs> he has red hair. <laughs> he, was a, he was a snow, Sean White. Sean White is the villain. It's gotta be yes. Sean White. <laughs> It's going to be like Sean White versus Tony Hawk. And it's going to be like Sean White's like, oh, 
anyone can just add can skateboard like just put some 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 wheels on my snowboard and it's going to be literally just like skate the infinity where like longa like uh tapes his feet to the skateboard because <laughs> like, he only needs that snowboard <laughs> so it, I, I enjoyed space Shimmer legacy it has a very good mm-hmm. through line of like family and understand like it's a family movie yes. it is more a family like it is a family movie where Space Jam One is like uh, an ad. Um, yeah, it and I think that was handled really well. There's like some really moments where it was like very like distressed mm-hmm. about like the breakdown of like their father and son bond. I got some like really big Hook vibes, you know, like yeah. where like yeah, because like the whole thing is like Captain Hook's like talking to like Peter's kids, just like oh I'm the best, your dad sucks, mm-hmm. like it's that whole yeah that whole manipulation and i was just like i don't feel good i hate watching this and i watched it anyway um but so that aspect was good i think that was handled very well um the basketball game is worse than the first one yeah the basketball game is the basketball game oddly enough is more set piece than the first basketball game (laughs) like it there's that like Things happen, and it's like it's like it's not about the basketball. Yeah, it's really hard to focus on the basketball game. So with Space Jam One, and I've mentioned this in the Space Jam episode that I went to go see a theatrical showing of Space Jam One, mm-hmm. and what happens with that? It was like a very like informal environment. Everyone was kind of a little bit drunk. Everyone was our age. Um, you treat that final basketball game like a real basketball game, mm-hmm. like and that kind of experience this one there's a lot happening in space jam 2's final basketball game. yeah it's like a um, vid- it's like if you're playing like nba the street a bit yes like there's like some video game elements there's a lot happening in the background that your eyes want to focus on you want to see all of the stuff they it- own <laughs> you want to see some off-brand um dc <laughs> characters really close <laughs> to the side of the thing um there's so many characters in the back and like there's some who are like way too close to like the actual s- it's not a stage court it's a court it's a basketball court <laughs> you to the basketball stage, <laughs> basketball stage. Uh, <laughs> so you know like one people don't usually stand that close to the basketball court mm-hmm. usually they're like in the stands a little ways back so like in the first space jam you don't really pay attention to the crowd at all Mm -hmm. unless they want you to which is good because there's like some eldritch horrors in the crowd of space jam one as you can see in the 4k version of space Mm -hmm. jam like Mm -hmm. um there's just a lot going on there's like some emotional stuff more emotional stuff happens during the final basketball game in two which i think is written very well Mm -hmm. uh but it does take away from like the feel of like i'm watching a basketball game um and i hate the cgi looney tunes yeah, they also, it's so weird. There's a scene where uh, Algy Rhythm, he calls, he says, time to give you an upgrade, and they get CGI'd, and they're all, like, horrified with their skin. Yeah, they're just like, ah! No! <laughs> they're like, more, like, I think, uh, after it happened, Bugs is like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and I think, like, that, like, this choice to make it CG, I think was... Uh, I feel like it was ease of animation. Yeah, they definitely um, didn't want to. They were essentially like, we're not blending animation styles. Because even when they go to the different, um, like, Warniverse worlds, if it's like, like if it's another animation 
area like you could tell they were trying not to have two different animated characters in the same scene yeah it was they they didn't want to do the work to like mix animation styles which would have been really cool um i know that it's an absolute nightmare to pair 2d animation with like yeah. live action but you are making a sequel to space jam so hey they did it in the 90s got- yeah like when iron giant walks in and iron giant walks in is like a full 3d cgi mod i'm like iron giant made like four dollars in the box office he did not have a budget to become a full cgi model yeah well like now iron giant makes them money <laughs> like because people are like wait i like this because he's in ready player one also they like to Ooh. they like to have him show up they're like, remember this guy? You love him, right? We didn't advertise this movie and ba- almost bankrupted our um, whole animation division. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the Warner Brothers, everybody. Yeah, that's Warner Brothers mascot, M- Mackie. It's the it's it's the Warner siblings, right? Yeah. Okay. So Space Jam, not Space Jam. Um, Looney Tunes back in action featured the Warner siblings as characters, not the not the Animaniacs. Just two guys. Oh. That's the Warner wait, Brothers. Like, wait. God, wait. Hey, where does Looney where does Looney Tunes back in action fall into this, everyone? Where does Where does it Did that happen? Where does this fall it in? Had to, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause then okay, let me dig deep into my brain. Okay. Hole. Oh actually, wait. I have a wait. Wait. Spoilers for the Space Jam New Legacy. At the end, Bugs Bunny is in the real world with LeBron James. <gasps> Yes. And I'm like, wait, okay, so the events of Space Jam 1 did happen, they can come to the real world? Or did he, did they make, I guess, LG Rhythm is dead, they killed they kill Warner Brothers AI, so I don't know how that company's, because they set it up that Warner Brothers has this AI that, like, runs the company, and they yeah. he's dead, so I'm like, I guess they're, the, the company must be in shambles. <laughs> so is it like before the the Space Jam times where like they returned the Looney Tunes and in theory the rest of the characters to the center of the earth? I'm still keyed up about the fact LeBron James tried to make Bugs Bunny not be Bugs Bunny to play. He loves Bugs Bunny. He like has to. He knows he what Bugs Bunny does. Loves like it is like submit like he meets Bugs Bunny and he is like meeting Santa. He is so he I'm I was so Dope. happy for LeBron James. I don't know Getting to if IRL Bunny. LeBron James loves Bugs Bunny, but movie LeBron James was like, head over heels, oh my god, it's Bugs Bunny, you're my hero. This is incredible. It was a, yeah, it was a very sharp contrast to like Michael Jordan in Space Jam 1 where he like gets sucked into the center <laughs> of the earth where the Looney Tunes live and he's just like, Bugs, what's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> and Bugs Bunny's just like, if you don't play in this basketball game, we're all gonna die. And he's just like, oh. Wow, okay. Yeah. I haven't played basketball in a while. Like, he's just, like, handling it too well and not reacting at all. Whereas, like, LeBron's just like, oh my god! Yeah, I will give it this. I LeBron, love you. LeBron James <laughs> followed whatever acting teacher he had way easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, LeBron's acted before, so I think he was a little more prepared. Mm, <laughs> like, he definitely... A little more ready to be. definitely brought it. I, don't, I won't say it was, like, a stellar performance, but, like... Mm-mm. It didn't. It didn't feel like I was watching like LeBron James. It felt like I was watching like movie LeBron James. Yes, which is all we can ask for. Uh, also, LG Rhythm traps like half of the world or whatever. Like he he traps all of LeBron James's Twitter followers in the serververse, and he's like, "If you lose this game, you all live here forever." And I'm like, "What does this get you?" 
<laughs> what is this? What is this gain? He lives for. What else is he gonna do? He's just an AI he exists in this thing, and he's like, oh, "Well, I've conquered a lot of um, IP properties, so like, what do I do next? I take over the world." Yeah, he wants to take over the world, and he's like, "If I can't get LeBron James to like my app, then I will trap him in the serververse for all of eternity." Yeah, that's like very weird. Where he's just like, I need LeBron. Yeah, he's James like, it has to be app. LeBron James, which is LeBron I, James. I get it. It's it's that's the movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying that AI had a bug. Clearly, um, yeah. Also, at the end, like, there's like no. They don't. You don't see like a newspaper that's like, oh man, that was fucking crazy, right? <laughs> Remember when we all got like Tron zapped into an. The computer universe. I think that's the thing with Space Jam is like the end. Everything just like goes back to normal. Same thing with Space Jam when they like Michael just like goes back to basketball. Everything's normal, and I'm like, the world is different now. Everything is different now. <laughs> okay, so here's here's my timeline of Space Jam. All right, hit me. If we if we're following the theory that Space Jam takes place in the same universe as Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so. Roger Rabbit has like the cinematic the universe. I'm ready. Okay, so Roger Rabbit, which Bugs Bunny and other Looney Tunes exist in, yeah. takes place in like the Toon universe, which is accessible through like a door, a highway. You drive to it, and slowly it becomes the Toon world. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole other area where all cartoons live in peace and harmony, and they all get along. All Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. Time. They all have the same screen time. Bugs, or Daffy Duck and Donald Duck have a piano duet. They have the same amount of screen time. You know, that sort of thing. So they're all peacefully coexisting. So somewhere along the line, um, the company start getting, like, upset about, like, their tunes, like, interacting with each Mm -hmm. other. So at some point, the Looney Tunes get moved into the center of the Earth. Which is, I mean, understandable. (laughs) Warner Brothers clearly has the technology and the funds, and they're hiding it from us. So if Warner Brothers is the the are the ones who like had the technology to move the Looney Tunes to the center of the earth, the rest of their IPs also exist in the center of the earth. So this is going to include like the Hanna Barbera universe. Eventually, uh, let's say Harry, <laughs> unnameable boy wizard exists in the center of the. I mean, earth. okay, so uh, we do know from uh, the most recent Godzilla from the Hollow Earth theory is correct because that's it's that correct. is where King and- Kong lives now. <laughs> And that's where Warner Brothers keeps their IPs, separate from the Toon World. So let's say that, like, the Toon World is now, like, just just inhabited by Disney characters. They're just off doing their thing. The Marvel characters have their own zone. Um, I don't know where all other tunes that don't fit into this theory have gone. They've been evicted. Um, probably they're in space. Yeah, get your shit. So. Leave. <laughs> That was the hostile so, takeovers when Mickey was like eating every yeah, other company. He's like, listen, eating every- listen, you want to keep your apartment? You got to sign the fucking papers, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So anyone who didn't want to be a part of this had to leave. <laughs> um, Nicktoons, I don't know where they live. Let's they just live, say space. They, they live in. They know they live in the, the sewer with their time capsule. <laughs> yes, the Nicktoons live in the sewer. <laughs> they crawl out of the sewer like rats. <laughs> Okay, so then um, the Looney Tunes are in the center of the, the universe. Mm-hmm. Space Jam 1 happens. Um, in the events between Space Jam 1 and Space Jam 2, Warner Brothers starts 
approaching all of their the, the rent on the middle of the earth is getting to be too high so they digitize all of the <laughs> they digitize all of the Looney Tunes everything that they are keeping inside earth is now been like digitized Tron style I know it's not technology that they own but they own it in some way and then so now all of the tunes are in the cloud with algae rhythm. I argue. Okay, hear me out. What if they did not digitize them Tron style? What if they just like uploaded consciousness into like a computer style where it's like computer Bugs Bunny and real Bugs Bunny are basically the same. So, but then where uh... does real Bugs Bunny go? <laughs> oh, Brenda, you sweet summer child. You saw Space Jam: New Legacy. You know where Bugs went. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, oh, I oh, forgot hey. back. I forgot back in action. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, in back in action, they're all just kind of like living on the like working and living on the back lot. Um, at some point, Warner Brothers thought that they could just let the Looney Tunes and other characters like Scooby Doo just like live up on Earth, and that was chaotic. And that's when they um made every all of them put them in the fucking computer. Put they, them in the yeah, USB. They, they're like, get them out of here. Let's go put them in the cloud. So, okay, that's now I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I also, so, if you're very invested in Space Jam Legacy, you, you may want to skip the next, like, two minutes, because I'm going to spoil the ending, because I think it's important if you have kids. Uh, this That's the end of my warning. So Bugs Bunny fucking dies. Oh, he does. He, like, dies, dies. They, like, he dies. watch, they, like, watch Bugs die, die dramatically after a deaf speech, and I was like, hey, this is, like, a family movie. <laughs> I don't think... You should like kids watch Bugs Bunny die. I don't. I don't think you should kill Bugs Bunny. Like it's bad enough. I watched um, Ash Pokemon die with my own two child eyes. Right? They're like, oh, kids haven't watched someone fucking die in an IP in a while. Let's uh, let's kill Bugs. It's he- like no one watches Land Before Time anymore. <laughs> it's really messed up because like he does there's like this thing in the because the the whole thing is they're playing like the kids video game basketball game thing i can say Mm -hmm. this is a spoiler section and there's a there's lebron james's signature move apparently i don't watch basketball (laughs) that glitches the game conveniently and lebron james's theory is like he'll do the move and glitch the game and then they can win because he's not a he's real like he can't be glitched and die which is sound i i'm like i don't know (laughs) maybe and bugs bunny goes no no and does it without consulting anyone and then they win the game and then everyone goes home lebron's like see you later bugs they all leave they have a happy reunion and we go back to the servers and all the looney tunes watch bugs die in their arms yeah it's stressful and it's really weird because they're all like yeah we did it we're out hooray and i'm like okay didn't you just, like, leave Bugs Bunny to die alone? Yeah, Bugs Bunny, his body's just sitting there. <laughs> it, it, like, he, like, glitches out, and he's, like, clearly in pain. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, I'm so glad we're all together as a family. We did it. And then he dies, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they have him walk up at the end, like, I told you, we you can't get rid of us. We're a loony. I'm like, eh, eh, no, no, no. This is clearly, like... We gotta shove Bugs Bunny at the end because we killed him and did not resolve that. Yeah, it's like we can't kill him for realsies. Bugs Bunny's just like, hey, we're actually a virus. <laughs> Man, like my Bugs just... impression is so bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna even try, so. 
Anyway, uh, hi, people that skipped ahead. Yeah. We're, we're done with that. Um, yeah, I think we got to move on from Space yes. Jam because we could talk about Space Jam. One last thing about Space Jam, which <laughs> nobody thinks is fascinating but me. Um, Bugs Bunny's Japanese voice actor is the same voice actor that voices Shinichi in Detective Conan. I find that fascinating. I found that fascinating yeah. told me. And then I was like, I was listening. And then also Daffy is voiced by the voice actor who does the voice of, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Oh, beans. Oh, no. Ah, fuck. Your card. They're gonna come take your card. They're coming. They're knocking on the door right now. They're like... Takagi. Open up. (laughs) (laughs) Takagi and Genta, which is one of Conan's little kid friends. So, that's some fun facts. So, we're moving on to our next movie, which is... 2016's movie, The Suicide Squad. We're not talking about that. It's 2021's <laughs> movie, The, the Suicide Squad. The Squee The Squee um, Squad. One of my little unfunny jokes that I would do at work was always when someone would have Suicide Squad in their comics, I would always be like, all right, Harley Quinn, Squee um <laughs> Just to see if anyone notices the nonsense I, I say. I think it's funny. I, yeah, right. Also, I thought it was pretty funny when I took like a receipt and I like and I would hand it to someone and they'd be like, "Oh no, thanks, you can keep it." And then I would ball it up and pretend to shove it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> nobody so funny, likes. Brenda. Nobody likes you're that. So, you're so. I think it's. I think it's. I would love that. You never did that to me because I always took my receipts. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have lo- I would have been great. I would have loved that so much. Thank you. It would have been the only laugh I ever got doing it. <laughs> Um, so this my funny movie, my funny yeah. intro for this was gonna be uh, instead of saying the Suicide Squad, I was gonna say Birds of Prey, uh, <laughs> two <laughs> understudy. Yeah, so this movie came out twenty twenty one. You can watch it on HBO Max. You can also watch Space Jam two on HBO Max, but I think you're running out of time for that. Because yes. um, HBO only does like limited time, like it's thirty, you don't have to, it's 30, 30 days? days from theatrical release, and then like it'll be back when it's normal streaming. on DVD. Yeah, so. But it doesn't cost anything extra, so if you nope. already have HBO Max, you can just watch it. Um, hey, if you're so this, an AT&T customer, yeah. check, because I, I get HBO Max for free. You might just have it and not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just use Austin's HBO Yeah, Max. I'm fine with sharing it with homies, because yeah. I just get it. Like People are like, oh, I can pay, and I'm like, I, they literally came to my door, and they were like, hey, you get HBO Max for free, and I was like, oh, fucking lit, and I signed up for HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. It's all you gotta do. Um so this movie is directed by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell. It, you can tell. It's definitely a very James Gunn movie. And I did have a good time watching it, but it is um, j- too much in some parts. And there's some legitimate yes. criticisms that we'll talk about. Um, where do we want to start with this one? I know where I want to start. All right, you start. Me and Brenda got to watch this movie in the same room. <laughs> yes! We did! We were, like, next, sitting next to each other on a couch. It was incredible. House. It was great. Like, was getting to see movies with people. Like, this movie would not have been the same if I was watching it alone. No, absolutely um, not. I, I, It is 100% influenced by the fact that I was with people, which mm-hmm. does make me remember that I do miss theaters for that aspect. Yes, because, like, but I did like watching at your house because we could kind of, like, make a little more noise than you would at a theater. Yes. Like, we could, like, scream and be like, what the hell? <laughs> we, like, I don't it's, think we could have screamed tits if we were Yeah, we were just like, tits! Tits! And then, like, at one point, it was just like, that's four! You can't do that at a movie theater. Can you imagine no. standing up and like yelling about bore in a movie theater? <laughs> I mean, 
understand, but I don't think people would take kindly to it. Yeah, so, yeah, we got to watch it together, and it was really good. Um, and, and there's there's some legitimate criticisms. Yes. Um, but Harley Quinn, great. Amazing. Like, Margot, Margot Robbie, like, great Harley Quinn. Just 110% bre- brings it. 110. Time. And, like, the script really gets the character, too, because that's the thing with, like, it's not the same script writer as Birds of Prey. Sometimes different writers handling characters can just, like, make them feel completely different. So you have, like, right. Margot Robbie's performance in the original Suicide Squad, which was, like, she did good with what she had, but it was, mm-hmm. like, bad script. Like, very bad script. Mm-hmm. Um, this felt like Birds of Prey Harley Quinn, like, to yes. a T. Um, it very much feels like they are realizing what they have in her, mm-hmm. and they're letting her have more creative control. Because I saw in interviews for this movie, um, she talked a lot with the with James Gunn and with the writing team, with the producers mm-hmm. about like what she thinks Harley would do in this scene, and like what Harley needs to bring. Like she's like, if Harley's gonna be in like a team up movie, like Harley needs to bring the chaos, and Harley needs to bring like the fun. Yes, um, and she does. Yeah. Uh, the other characters are quirky. I think as a team, they, like, kind of really balance each other out. And I really mm-hmm. liked Ratcatcher, too. And her little rats. Yes. Um, her thing is just rats. Just and rats. <laughs> she's, like, the emotional the emotional core of the team because she's, like, a lot younger. You don't really know why she's, like, in, like... No, did they, they don't make did they it explain, clear. Yeah, what she did to end up in Belrev. Like, they don't really no, say. No, because they, like, they told, they told us for some of them. Like, Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloodsport puts Superman in the ICU. Peacemaker mm-hmm. is a killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, King Shark ate people. Yeah, like, King Shark eats people. Like, they don't really say what she did. Because, like, she's, like, not really about chaos and killing. And the only thing I think it was, like, maybe she robbed a bank or something. But, like, she, like makes it clear like she doesn't really care about things or anything. yeah she just you get the vibe like she's she loves her rats and that's kind and, of it <laughs> yeah which is sweet she has this little cute like pet rat named sebastian which for some reason they let her keep in jail mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um i don't know if they could have kept him out but anyway she's got her little buddy and she's really great um King Shark was also good. I wasn't sure if I was going to like this portrayal of King Shark in mm-hmm. opposition to his portrayal in the Harley Quinn animated series. That's where I he's was like worried the tech about, guy. too. Yeah. I was worried about, I'm like, I really am attached to Ron Funch's King Shark yeah. so much. It's, <laughs> it's like, this, like, awkward nerd tech guy who really isn't into the whole, like, be a monster shark thing. Like, he's, like, in the animated show, he's, like, very not into that. He's, like, I will run tech and help you if you need it. I really hate doing the whole shark thing. Yeah, it's like a subversion of like your expectations for like a big hulking like shark guy. Um, whereas like in this one, he's like he's a himbo. He's, he's a, a himbo. He's like you know a little misguided, but like Ratcatcher too. Like pretty immediately out of the gate is just like you know like yeah he did try to eat me, but he could also if we teach him what friendship is, he could also be our friend. And that like. That's the through line of the whole thing is like, mm-hmm. she's like, he's my friend and mm-hmm. he learns what friendship is. And you meet him. He's reading the, he's reading a book upside down. Upside down. And every, he thinks he's doing such a good it's job. it's clear that like all of the guards appease him because he's like reading it and he, they walk in. He's like, book. And they're like, <laughs> you're hold is that shark pretending to read? He's like, I love book. And they're like, you're holding <laughs> it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's like one part where he's just like, bird. And then it, like, zooms in on a bird. And it's like, 
Brown, please stay off the comms. Yeah, it's so good. I really like his, and he's still like he eats people for sure. But like, it's it's great. I literally liked him too. Um, And yes, in that way. Like, someone gave him a vocabulary list or something, and he's just like, hey, I've been reading it. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. Uh, he's, it. he's under characters that clearly don't, I don't think, understand that they're in prison. No, he doesn't really know what's going on. He's just like, I'm here now. Like, um, Idris Elba does a really good job yeah. in his role. Um, God, this movie is so chaotic. I don't it's really chaotic. know. It's very yeah. chaotic. It's very much like a... Uh, it's very much described as like a adventuring party and then some sort mm-hmm. of tabletop game um, coming together, you know, for like the first, like your level, their higher level, like their level one or intro campaign or whatever. Um, they handle a very good job of every, almost every character has their like moment where they kind of talk mm-hmm. about their life. Uh, the people who don't are like King Shark, who I don't think could conceptualize that I don't. I think he has shark brain, so I don't think he knows how old he is. He's ancient. Yeah, uh, they allude to him being like the son of a shark god or something, right? Yeah. Um, the king shark doesn't, and peacemaker doesn't really have a. Well, peacemaker has a breakout scene like later on, like towards yeah. the end. Um, but you learn about like polka dot man's backstory, yep. and um, who else is on this team? Ratcatcher 2 has like Rat a backstory thing. Bloodsport has a Made me a... cry a little bit. Oh, yeah. Taika Wakiti's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I knew he was in the movie, and I was just like, okay, who is he? And <laughs> he, that man can just make me cry. Like, his delivery, mm-hmm. God, he's just so Which good. is what he only he came to set for a day because he was busy mm-hmm. with, uh, oh, what was it? Akira. Um, he was busy with Warner Akira, Brothers. which. <laughs> didn't pan out which is a bummer yeah i read an article about that he was working on akira so he like turned originally he had been offered like a role of like one of the characters in the beginning of the movie a lot Mm -hmm. of characters at the beginning of the movie die um he was offered one of those roles and um so he he turned it down because he was busy and then eventually he went to like james gunn and he was just like movie fell apart um (laughs) please give me a job yeah i would like to be in your movie now please and so like they added in like some parts, um, some some of Ratcatcher 2's backstory, uh, and it was very good, very good, very sweet. <laughs> in uh, this Peter movie, Capaldi? that's like a lot of people are in this movie. Oh yeah, Doctor Who's in this movie. <laughs> um, so it's, I think it's quite good. It clearly mm-hmm. went to the School of Birds of Prey for yes, lots tone. of its tone and the way the actors carried themselves and the delivery and the like because you have these people and they're all meant to be like supervillains who have fought dc superheroes mm-hmm. somewhere in the world yes that that story kind of falls apart towards the end where i'm like one of the dc superheroes shows up at this point period yeah it's like at this point this is like a major issue so like superman should be here yeah like there's like, like a national an international event occurs with a with a some sort of like monster thing is what i'll say mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, it might be implied that like Superman might still be in the hospital. Yeah, but, but I'm like, it's like not Bruce, Wonder Bruce, Woman, like yeah. Aquaman. Like you have a whole Justice League thing, and it's fine, right? Like I'm fine. Like all the movies are going to be connected. I'm not saying it has to be those same actors. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you've established that this is a world where the big name superheroes exist. 
one of them shows up to at least figure out what the fuck is going on. It's like, you can't tell me that, like, Ezra Miller, the flat, like, Ezra Miller's doing anything that you can't get him to show up in this movie for five <laughs> you're, seconds. You're like, right. what are they up to? I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and that's the that's the thing with, like, superhero stuff for movies that falls apart. Because in a comic, it's easy enough because you can be like, oh, well, Flash is doing this in the Flash book. And Batman's doing this. And, like, in a, in movie settings... When you aren't doing a thing like Marvel did, where it's like big interconnected, you know, like, well, this movie happens when this movie's happening. And so, like, that's why this person's busy and they don't show up. Mm-hmm. It's hard to suspend disbelief. Also, it's like DC likes to do things that are big. Yeah. And so I think another thing this movie has is like they wanted to do some big superhero bullshit. Whereas Birds yes. of Prey really, really succeeded because it's all in like the east end of Gotham. That's it. It's it's small scale but it doesn't feel like small scale like still the stakes are like very high but it's not like as extreme as suicide squad is yes it's it gets it goes from like small scale to medium to large to like intergalactic and you're like whoa what yeah it's like wait a second we're just dumped on this beach (laughs) we were on a beach and now we're now this big intergalactic thing is happening holy shit like And it's kind of a lot to digest, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed most of the film, and I even enjoyed, like, the ending bit, but it's, like, a lot to digest. They're like, okay, so they started on a beach, and now they're, like, doing this huge intergalactic thing, and somehow no governing body or superhero has anything to say about it when they're just, like, when they are admittedly, like, six supervillains on national TV. Like, one one of their heroes is like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, someone's like what batman's like harley quinn's doing what yeah like the suicide squad's meant to be a a hidden covert ops team because on television because if superman finds out about it he's like hey uh i gotta have some fucking words with you guys yeah like amanda this isn't okay (laughs) yeah and that might be like superman you can't tell us what to do and then he they're like he's like i kind of can i kind of can i'm superman yeah I could get I on TV. I guess I could get on TV and make the senators make you do it, but <laughs> the people love me. At one point, I made everyone get rid of all nuclear bombs. <laughs> <laughs> like it's oh, very, that's not canon. Oh, it's very much like that. Of like, people can't know about them, so they're like on international TV, like doing doing like hero shit, which is cool. But I'm like, no one shows up at like, hey. What the Bruce doesn't roll up in the Batplane Mach One Thousand? Like, uh, hey Harley. Oh, hey, hey Batman. Yeah. Uh, hey Bruce. What, what the what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Harley, I thought you were you, you were doing good. You weren't in jail. Oh yeah, I ended up in Bell Rev again. <laughs> no, I was back in jail. Oh, okay, cool. Um, why aren't you in jail now then? And two, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get rid of the big star man real quick. Oh, sorry, that's spoiler. Let's get a uh, beep. Let's get rid of the big intergalactic threat. <laughs> yeah, like it's very it's it's very weird because it's like it feels like a dude wanted to make a Birds of Prey movie, and so he dudified it a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still it's still good. Like yes, it's Harley's still, still I, Harley. I can't stress it's still good. Yeah, still good. Like um. You don't get, like, the egregious, like, booty shots you get in Suicide Squad 2016. Um, Like, or the over-sexualization, like... There's none um, of it. No. Like, it, you know, Harley's in a a dress for most of it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, her only the, sex, there is a sex scene and she's in a dress. Yeah. You don't see the sex. No. it's And it's an R-rated movie, so they could have. <laughs> like, yeah. They could have done a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, but they, they kept it pretty tame. Um, mm-hmm. You see some titties and you then you see a, one donger. <laughs> <laughs> one dongaroonie. Um, but other than that, you know, it's like blah, blood. Mm-hmm. People getting eaten. There is, I'll say, um, there are some moments that feel gross to be gross mm-hmm. for no reason. Uh, there's a, there is, if you have anything with uh, blood or flesh stuff, there's one scene where you like see, um, like see a face missing the skin and like all the musculature. Oh. Yeah, and there's also if you have anything with like um, eye injuries, mm-hmm. you you just can't watch the last half of this film. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, yeah. um, so be aware of that or just skip skip the climax. Um, look up what happens, but yeah, it's like if you have issues with eyes, mm-hmm. you absolutely can't watch this. It yeah. is a lot. It was a lot for me, so yeah, it doesn't it's... bother me that much. And I was like, ah. It, um, it, there are some moments that are like too much yeah. that it feels like to be too much. I would say that it would be a movie like if you have specific triggers related to like injuries or gore, definitely go to does the dog die.com yes. where you can look up your specific triggers or look up like a list of triggers that are in this movie um, to make sure that it's a movie that well, is okay for you so you don't mm-hmm. get um, needlessly triggered by media. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Yeah. Does the dog die.com is a great source. It's a great website. It's It's got everything. So like I, I had know, someone I've, use it the other yeah. day when I wanted to show them birds of prey. Yeah. Just to make sure like you're going to be comfortable what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. Yeah. Let's see. What else about this movie? Well, I was going to say something and I forgot. Oh, yes. I do have criticisms about okay. the overall plot of it. And I do think James Gunn did try to kind of like subvert this. But there's like some... It, this whole movie takes place in like a a fake country that's like mm. Cuba. It's Cuba adjacent. Yeah, it's like somewhere in like South Latin America ish place. It is a fictional location, mm. but you do get like a lot of. Um, there's just a a lot <laughs> like, and yeah. I'm not the most qualified person to like speak on it, but like there's a lot of like political stuff. There's a coup that occurs. There's like mm-hmm. some stereotyping of like South American governments. Mm-hmm. Um, Latin American governments, mm-hmm. um, lots of like casualties of like people, and, like South American people. It's so it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it tries to say something about like American politics and like that aspect, and yeah. I think it's only mildly successful at that. Um, but do you know that's part of the movie? <laughs> yeah, I'd say like I think they tried with the uh. So, if you don't know, Peacemaker's whole thing is, like, he thinks he's a superhero, mm-hmm. and he'll do whatever's... Ne- he's, like, a Punisher type, like, whatever's needed to protect peace, including, like, killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like he is around this kind of, like, don't you see what America is kind of kind of thing? I feel like that's what that character is trying to be used for. Yeah. Because he, he boasts a lot about, like, he loves his country, he'll do anything. He is, like... Um, and Amanda Waller too, because Amanda Waller's whole thing is like, I, there's a scene where after she's done something like really fucked up, like her staff's like, yeah. "Hey, we wouldn't do that, right?" And she's like, "You have no idea what I do to protect this country," and I, I oh, feel like that's anything. they're like trying to kind of like be nudging in that direction, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I guess overall they do just 
say it, but they could have just said it earlier. I will say that uh, Viola Davis absolutely nails being a bastard. <laughs> oh, she does. Like, she's just, there's no redeeming, no, no redemption possible. No. Like, she's Zero. just unabashedly evil. Yeah. And it that's Amanda Waller. Like, that's, yeah. she's great at playing Amanda Waller. Yes. Like, Amanda Waller will just do whatever it takes to get what she wants. Yes. Um, that is, in- that is like a constant, like, Amanda Waller is one of those bad guys when, like, Amanda Waller's there. Like, you don't want a redemption out. Like, you want to see how much of uh, just disgusting human she will become because that is just, that's just the character. That is, like, she'll what do, she is. Yes. She'll do anything. Yeah. Like, um, she's incredibly smart, but she will literally just do anything it takes to get what she wants and mm-hmm. also to save her own life, too. Yes. So, she's, Viola Davis is great at playing her. Just... Um, my favorite. So there's my favorite scene. Uh, I mm-hmm. think you know what it is. There's a scene where <laughs> Har- there, Harley gets captured a few times, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a scene where she gets captured and she kind of like she play. She essentially like plays along that like she's being tortured. Um, so also credit <laughs> for torturing. Um, yeah. And then and like the whole. I think the entire time I was watching this scene, I kept saying to you, Brenda, and the other people watching us was like. Oh, bro, you're really fucked up. You have no idea who you're... You have no... Just absolutely no clue the ridiculous amounts of trauma that woman's been through. You think this is... you? you, She's playing you, bro. She's playing you, bro. Yeah. You think you can hurt her? You have no idea. Fools. Fools. (laughs) This is a walk in the park for her. Like... I was watching um, Birds of Prey, because I was showing... A friend hadn't seen Birds of Prey. And, like, Harley Quinn, like, gets thrown through, like, a car door and that, and, like, all this sort of stuff. And, like, wow, she really takes, like anime levels of pain and like doesn't feel takes like a licking and keeps on kicking yeah i was like oh no harley quinn is just like i don't, like she doesn't have a superpower but so she's endured terrible trauma and i think it's more of just like that part of her just doesn't really re- react anymore no yeah i would agree um and so she i'm gonna spoil this whole scene she this guy is like gets caught i forget like what he was doing he was he texting turns, he was texting. He's like texting someone, and Harley Quinn grabs him with her powerful, beautiful thighs and lifts <laughs> and- him <laughs> and, ch- <laughs> and chokes him out and lifts up his body and her body weight while she is suspended from the ceiling by her wrists. And I was just like, "God, I wish that was me." <laughs> <laughs> but it was just absolutely incredible. And Harley Quinn like takes out like an entire fucking like bad guy like holding area or whatever i don't know like a fortress she takes like a whole fortress yeah. on her own she gets like um she gets one of those james gunn musical yes uh gore fest scenes uh where all which, the blood is flowers it, all the blood is flowers and it, it's done really well it's a good it's a really good scene um i think it, it very much is like um <laughs> the way i saw it like someone was like what's that scene like why is it like that i was like well they also they have a musical scene in birds of prey as well yeah you have to watch birds of prey you have to watch birds of prey i'm like i think it's just like that's how harley quinn sees the world because again she is Mm -hmm. um doing her best but she is a broken person yeah (laughs) like she is not uh she is not who she was before and i think that is like them like showing like just so you know when she's doing all this she is not seeing like this like violence and gore she sees she's like seeing like a coping way of surviving yeah Uh that scene makes a lot more sense if you've seen Birds of Prey. So yes. definitely watch Birds of Prey if you haven't watch seen it. Watch like, Birds of Prey. You, what are you doing if, if you, you haven't like seen Birds movie, of Prey? 
watch Birds of Prey if you like this movie. Birds of Prey is an incredible movie. Just incredible. Suicide Squad 2016 can go heck itself. Yes. Like, the only thing it gave us was Margot Robbie Harley Quinn, and I guess I have to thank it for that. Yeah, like, I'm glad someone watched her performance and was like, oh, she can do better. Like, (laughs) she's perfect for this role, but let's give her, like, something to work with that's not garbage. Um, And, like, another character shows up from that movie, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Rick Flagg shows up from... Mm -hmm. um, Suicide from squad. the first Suicide Squad, and then like Amanda Waller also like uh, shows up. Viola Davis re- reprises that role, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I hate that. I hate twenty. I hate the twenty sixteen Suicide Squad. Yeah, I've movie. never seen it, and I don't ever plan to ever in my whole life. Um, I saw it in theaters. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and it was it was a lot. Just like watching it unfold, I couldn't tell you what the plot of that movie is. It's <sighs> and that's the thing like this movie's chaotic but i could tell you the plot yeah like, i like i had I a good time I, I never knew what was going to happen no. like I, and at any moment anything could happen and it could cut away at any it, it just it kept me on my toes which was really great like they, just like the energy <laughs> of it was non-stop yeah just head to head to toe tip toe to tip toe to tip <laughs> that's a movie uh i really they also get into the fact that like dc has 100 different guy with gun villains because in, again in dc like <laughs> someone having a superpower is a big deal yeah um and so like a lot of people are guy with gun <laughs> and they have a bit where you meet Bloodsport, and amanda waller introduces him as like you know from birth his father trained him to be a ruthless assassin or whatever and then yeah. you meet peacemaker and she says the exact same line yeah it's so good and um. <laughs> it's i <laughs> Viola Davis is, like, such a... Ma- like, she delivered it the exact same way, the exact same pacing. I'm like, mm-hmm. only Viola Davis. Like, it so sounded good. like they replayed the old clip to the point where I was like, no, wait. I- also, me, are you fucking with me? <laughs> and did is I the audio messed up here? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, that was really good. And that whole through line of, like, them being like, oh, we're, we're the same thing, but we're, we're different. And then, yeah. like, that, there's payoff for that at the end. So which is really good very good so um good. i think in like the ranking of like superhero movies this is a good one yeah. this is a good super there's it's, def- it's definitely flawed yeah it's not um, perfect it's up there um yeah. and i think what I, I guess what i'm really hopeful of is the fact that they made another movie like this that like even if they don't want to verbally say it and they need to they have to recognize that birds of prey was a like 9.9 out of 10 like movie mm-hmm. like they have to realize that like that movie did something and the people loved it and responded to it even mm-hmm. if they tried to send it to like you know no pr hell and it came out right before covid and they got hit by that it got hit by them not wanting to push it they didn't really do a press tour they didn't really talk about it and it's they like still, named it wrong <laughs> they named it wrong and it still is like getting recognition i saw so many people again this week they're like i watched birds of prey for the first time because i was told it's like Suicide Squad, and it was, but better. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you watch the Suicide Squad, and you loved it, watch Birds of Prey, and you will you will watch it twice in a row. It is that good. Yeah. It is such a yeah. good movie. So I think that's all the time we have for today. That is all the time. Yeah. Is there any other, like, parting things we need to say about the Suicide Squad? Uh, Squad? If you like the Rat Man, just hold on hope. <laughs> 
Oh, the weasel. Yeah, the weasel. The weasel. In the opening, there's a guy called the weasel. All I will tell you is just like, hold on to hope. Just don't don't let despair take your heart. We got to see um, one of our friends go through the whole range of emotion with the weasel. <laughs> or as they finish. refer to it, the rat man. <laughs> uh, it was great. It's great. But I know from some people who won't watch it because of him, and I'm like, listen, it is unsettling to look at. He is, not, so a, he is not appeasing to witness emotion or in existence. <laughs> um, I don't know what he was supposed to do on this mission is the thing. Like I don't even think he knows where he is. I think he's, he's just another, a weasel that's too big. He's he's also in the category of like does not know he cannot conceptualize that he is in jail. I don't think yeah. he can consent to anything. He needs a legal guardian. Yeah, I think he is just a weasel that is too big. Like I don't think he's like a weasel man. I think he's just a weasel. Like that is big. So like, like I, my my thing is, like, Nanawe King Shark is a man who became a shark through some sort of mm-hmm. curse. I think the weasel is the reverse of that. Like, if Team and T happened, but if it happened and, like, they, you didn't get, like, human brain, you just got, like, human body. Yeah, so turtle in human body. Yeah. Or weasel in human body yeah, in this just, case. Yeah, just, like, and... has no idea how to be human, but has human body and is somehow held responsible for that. Yes. And that's the weasel man. That's the weasel man. <laughs> and that's that's the movies. That's the um, movies. Thanks for joining us at the movies again. Uh, I think we have one more message. Do we? Yeah. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we're maybe taking a hike. We don't quite know a hundred percent, but um, Baby Night is coming any second now, yeah. any moment now. Also, uh, update. I don't think I've mentioned the podcast. I, I'm I'm gonna be a parent. Uh, and so that will happen when it chooses to happen. And so when that happens, we will be not here for a bit. Yeah. So we don't know like how long it's going to last. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what I'm going to do without Austin. Um, and then somewhere in there, I need a surgery. And I don't know when that's happening either. So um, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter and get Follow some updates. Make sure you keep listening to the show and telling friends about the show and, uh, Every episode's a gift. And that don't yeah. just mean that, like, eh, because of the, the maybe break. I mean, every episode we do for you is a gift. Nothing's promised. Yeah. And maybe uh, let us know what you think we should do, or what I should do without Austin. Because <laughs> I just have full reign, and Austin can't stop me. So I could literally <laughs> rebrand this whole podcast to a Conan podcast. I can't wait to come back, and this is the all Conan all the time. We record for a day straight, and you just tell me about Conan. Yeah, <laughs> um, I will. I will remind. I do control the Twitter, and nine times out of ten, Brenda forgets the login, so I'll I'll know a little bit of what's oh. going on. It's not nine times out of ten. It is a hundred percent. I'm no longer logged into our Twitter. It logged me out one day, and I was just like, "Well, it's in Austin's hands now." <laughs> Brenda's like, "I rebranded to a Conan podcast. Will you change all the graphics?" Also, don't here's, tell here's all the logos and everything I made. Like, you know, it's it's good, right? It's Look, fine. It's I'll, a still, little I'll still come back and we'll do a bit and I'll pretend I don't know. But for now, <laughs> we have to wish you a fond farewell because we're out of Yeah. Time. See you later, alligators. And <laughs> bye for now. <laughs>
Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening on podcast, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.